1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Chargers Analytics with Arjun. Um, coming off a week two loss versus the Chiefs, now facing the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. Um, if you want to hear about my thoughts about the Chiefs game, you can go check out the official like uh, channels recap we did right after Thursday night. So not really going to get too into the weeds with what happened in week two. I kind of gave my whole spiel last Thursday. So Um, definitely just want to keep it about the Jaguars and you know before I dive into my scouting report I will say like I think regarding the Herbert situation no game is guaranteed we saw that last year with the Texans and if he's able to play he should be playing obviously I don't want it to be a position where even if he can play the injury can get worse in that situation I do think he should be sitting out but no game is guaranteed and like if the Chargers weren't to play Herbert, the, the the Vegas spread would go from Chargers favored by seven to probably Jaguars favored by like one or two. That's how much Herbert is worth. And I I just felt like I needed to put that out there. He's you know one of the best quarterbacks in the league and losing him would would signal would, would change the direction of the franchise even for a singular game. But as always we're gonna be walking through our weekly game plan doing our opponent scouting for the Jaguars as well as looking at some um, self-scouting things about the Chargers. So as usual, first off, let's look at um, personnel packages um, for both teams. So as you can see, the Jacksonville Jaguars run 11 personnel about 67% of the time in 2022. Chargers up to about 61.1%. Um, at running alone personnel they do run 12 personnel a decent amount you know a little bit above league average uh, and the Jaguars they they also run 12 personnel a good chunk I would say you know the Chargers they actually run it a little bit more than the Chargers and they even run 13 personnel a lot so they do like to use their tight ends a lot Evan Engram Chris Mannerts in these type of uh, personnel packages Um, looking at the Jaguars defense um, you know, the Jaguars are kind of like an analytically forward organization. They have a decent amount of analytics staffers on their team. And Doug Peterson was a known analytics user. Uh, he he, loved, he likes to use analytics in his work. So, of course, they like to play like boxes, you know, a lot. Uh, pretty much run a lot of six-man boxes. seven And seven-man boxes are their second most favored, uh, like, defensive I guess uh, how they line up and, and the number of people they use in the box breaking it down by run and pass. Um, again, you can just see the big, uh, you can see the big hump at six defenders in the box for the passing game. And it's, it follows a pretty similar, similar distribution to um, all plays in general. So, you know, Jaguars are going to run a lot of six man boxes. Chargers are going to have a lot of opportunities to run the ball, even though that's not really what we want them to do, but they should, hopefully be able to get back on track, especially in the run game against the Jaguars with all these light boxes. Okay. So let's talk about the Jaguars offense. This, and this is like the main part, right? Like Trevor Lawrence, um, he's been looking really good to start the year. All the film people are kind of justified. All the people who had him as the, the greatest quarterback prospects is Andrew Luck. Everything's coming to fruition in, in this offense um looking at their personnel packages uh, v- again very very small sample sizes for all of these so don't really think this predicts anything for the future or is really telling us a lot about the offense i just you know again it's very early in the season and because it's a completely new offense using 2021 data is is kind of invalid or does is not valuable because it doesn't provide any info about this offense so you know the the Jaguars ran one play um, that's not 11 12 13 10 or 21 personnel so this is probably just a uh uh like a fourth down conversion out of like out of heavy personnel that they converted um through the air they do like to run a, a lot of 11 personnel and 12 personnel as i alluded to in my uh, personnel graph that i showed at the beginning they, they actually perform very well or pretty well out of both of those personnel. they average epa per play out of 11 personnel and 0.109 epa per play out of 12 personnel again epa stands for expected points added Um, the goal of the metric is to capture the true value of a play in terms of how many points it adds to the offense and how many points it takes away from the defense the interesting part is through two weeks the jaguars passed the ball 11.5 percent less than expected out of 12 personnel so again the whole goal of this report is like is, is as if i'm presenting it to a coach so if i'm you know talking to ronaldo hill or or like uh tommy Donaldson or something i'll be like look, look when they go in full personnel they've been re- passing the ball 11.5 percent less than expected they've been running the ball 11.5 percent more than expected so you can be expecting a run in most situations when they um come out in 12 personnel and they in decent enough sample size you know 33 plays is enough to say that but you know they've kind of haven't really done much out of ten personnel, and they kind of suck out of thirteen personnel. Um, and you know, again, I brought up Chris Manhurst and Evan Ingram. I did want to kind of talk about the player snaps, snap counts for for the Jags. I'm trying to get this to zoom out. Okay, that should be fine. Um, so as we can see, James Robinson is kind of like the feature back in this offense. Travis Etienne is, I would say, running back one B to Robinson one A um when when they go 12 personnel they love to use robinson in those situations i can't i think that kind of signals that he is the 1a back because they like to run the ball a lot at a 12 personnel as i just mentioned um when chris manners comes on it's, it's primarily in 12 personnel he has more snaps in 12 personnel than he does in 11 um evan engram's kind of the tight end one and the wide receiver depth chart isn't you know anything too surprising kirk is one um marvin jones is two zay jones is three so uh, you know some interesting takeaways here. Again, when they go twelve personnel, if you see this on the, on television when you're watching or in person, you can kind of be like, oh, it's probably going to be a run. Again, it's not definitive. Everything is probabilistic, but just some interesting information there. Looking at how the looking at how the Jaguars have performed out of each offensive formation, though, they have done extremely well out of empty so they've run 10 plays out of empty in 2022 and they're averaging about 0. 0.626 EPA per play and obviously you know they're going to pass the ball 33.3% uh, more than expected out of empty no one really runs out of empty but the when the Jags go empty they're kind of letting Trevor Lawrence analyze the situation and letting him attack the defense in the way he wants to and they're doing very well on it you know They've pretty much added six points so far, or 6.26 points to be precise, simply by running empty to start the year. Um, could see some more of these looks against the Chargers. I'm not really sure how they're going to attack the Chargers defense. Um, they've been very successful out of single back, averaging about 0.155 EPA per play, and they're kind of successful, only averaging 0.032 EPA per play out of shotgun, and they do like to run most of their plays out of shotgun and single back, as most teams do. Um, when they do go under center, though, they are uh, running the ball eleven point six six percent less than expect, or running the ball eleven point six six percent more than expected. So again, if we see them in single back and twelve personnel, you're we should highly be expecting a run. So if you're watching with you know one of your friends, you'd be like, oh, I'm predicting it's a run when they're under single back and running twelve personnel, and you know you can see him pretty smart there. Um, switching back to the defense real quick. You know, I should really move this to the top actually. But uh, switching back to the defense, um, the Jaguars send an average of of about four point one eight two pass rush player or players um, on pass rushing snaps, which ranks seventeen in the, in the league. So about league average. They do blitz about twenty eight point oh uh, five percent of the time, which is above league average. So something I think Herbert and honestly the offense has struggled on a little bit is is pass protection on blitzes. Um, Eckler hasn't done a good job. At picking up these like weak side linebackers who are coming off of blitz or these slot corners so if the jaguars do blitz which i would expect them to especially continuing at the rate they're blitzing out i would expect the chargers to maybe struggle a little bit as they have been but again it's still very early in the season the jags could obviously not blitz as much because of herbert's arm um but you know to put him in an uncomfortable situation because of his ribs uh, this number could definitely stay the same so they on average, they're sending about four point one rushers, so doing it at a league average rate, but they do blitz at above at an above league average rate. And uh, regarding the chargers, they send about four point two nine pass rushers a snap, and they blitz twenty five percent of the time, which is around league average. Now, um looking at how the jaguars you know throw the ball, like how they perform at each part of the field, So you can see they like to target the right side. Of the field the most often that's where trevor throws the ball um in total uh he's thrown the ball to the right side of the field about 33 times he loves throwing it short and to the right where he averages about a 0.57 epa per play which is very very good um in general when he throws it short he's, he's doing very well um whether it is over the middle or to the left side of the field or even right to the right side of the field where he's had a lot of success all also is throwing to the intermediate part of the field to his left so that that could be a point of emphasis you know for the chargers you know make sure you can see what type of concepts they're running dagger concepts or sale concepts where he's targeting like a corner route or he's targeting like a curl route to his left um but yeah he's he's been pretty good to start the year and overall he's um been throwing it to all parts of the field but has primarily targeted the right side as his main side of the field um in terms of the jags receiving weapons again christian kirk wide receiver one averaging. 0.76 EPA per target that which is which is a really good number that's you know that, that's a number you want to see if you're a Jags fan especially with all the money you gave him Zay Jones Marvin Jones the two other big targets that um are kind of helping them out and then Evan Ingram is is obviously tied in one so your the goal should be to try to stop Kirk and then the two Joneses um and then you know you kind of let Ingram do whatever he wants because he's probably going to drop a ball at some point in the game looking at the Jaguars run game on, on the offensive side of the ball. They love to run the ball outside the tackle. So the end gap is what, um, you know, we classify as outside the tackles. They run the ball 13 times to the left side, outside the tackles, and they run the ball 11 times to the right side, outside of the tackles. Again, these numbers aren't exactly precise, unfortunately, with the public data I'm using, even though I can't use PFF data, I want to make everything public, Um the public data isn't as precise, so there are some missing values and they definitely run the ball more than what is stated here, but again I, I think there is some validity to these to these numbers so haven't been the best rushing team, which I will show. um Right here, you can see James Robinson, even though he's maybe going to been a good fantasy back for those fantasy owners. Um, he's only averaging, or he's averaging negative point one six EPA per rush. ETN is negative point two three six. So they haven't been effective at all running the ball, and you know that kind of shows up in the numbers in terms of their defense. Uh, they struggle a lot when teams run between the uh center and the guard to the left side. So, you know, if Corey Lindsley's healthy, I'm recording this on a Wednesday before the injury news comes out um if if he's healthy they should be running it right between filer and and lindsley hopefully for some big gains obviously you want to be running to the left side more than the right side because of how strong the left side is but um not a lot of points to attack on this jaguars defensive line which has suddenly turned into a strength for them okay that was the jaguars let's do our self-scouting for the Chargers. Not a ton to report on the defensive side of the ball. Again, we see the standard Staley distribution, lot a ton of light boxes just like Jacksonville. And when we break it down again versus when he's in known past situations, he's running five-man boxes, he's running six-man boxes. He wants to get as many coverage defenders um, you know, in position to succeed. And the way you do that is obviously by running those light boxes. Now, um through two weeks, how the charges have performed out of each per- each personnel package. They've done very well out of um, a, a personal package that's not 11, 12, 13, 21, or 22, so, you 22, know, or or 10. So they've done a pretty good job, I think, in general. Obviously, the pick six against the Chiefs sucked. And again, a lot of my thoughts on the offense I talked about in the recap video on Thursday, so make sure to go check it out. They've kind of sucked in 22 personnel, averaging negative points 6-9 EPA per play. So maybe we don't run that formation a lot or maybe we don't run that formation going forward. Um, and I think this number is just bad because they're uh, failing to convert like third or fourth downs or they're failing to succeed in these like high leverage situations. But overall, like these numbers are, are kind of what I wanted to see. Like they're passing the ball way more than expected, which is good. Put the ball in Justin Herbert's hands. Um, even like, even if the average depth of router, average average of the target is like under five or under four, if you are as long as they're throwing the ball good things will happen especially just putting the ball in Herbert's hands they're averaging a 0.15 EPA per play out of 12 personnel and 0.028 EPA per play out of 11 um, i think this number in 11 personnel should be higher i believe they ran the pick 6 out of 11 personnel which was Everett Palmer Carter and and Mike Dub so um again this number is a little bit skewed by that pick 6 where Herbert lost 12 EPA which is a really big number um so if if you know they didn't run that play or they were able to score a touchdown this number would be way different in terms of how they perform out of each offensive formation again the num- the reason why this number is negative point negative in general is just because the pick six happened when they were under single back i believe um, they've done very well out of shotgun. They've done pretty well out of eye formation. And um uh, just like Trevor Lawrence out of empty, Herbert Cook's averaging 0.289 EPA per play. Only run five plays, so not not the biggest sample size, but um the early returns has been have been uh pretty pretty solid. Okay, we're just about to wrap up. Um just looking at how the Chargers throw the ball to each each part of the field. So the the problem I think with this offense is also like they don't target the middle of the field at all. They're making Herbert throw the ball right and left. And they only have um, eleven passes where he's throwing over the middle of the field as charted by like the NFL people. So if you guys don't know, like the throwing to the middle of the field is like the most efficient place in in football. and obviously it's 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 dangerous, but Herbert has the arm to make those type of throws, yet they're kind of forcing him to make these difficult throws, which he can make, but you want to give him the easy throws. You want to give him the layups. instead, you're forcing him to shoot a fade away contested three which you know he he can hit at a high percent but in the long run the variance will will even out and it'll it'll probably it'll still be good more often than bad but when the variance goes the opposite way it results in a thing in something like a pick six which is like when you have a small margin for error and even though herbert's margin for error is a little bit bigger because of his arm um i do think you know we want i want to see them try to attack the middle of the field more often because look when it when they do attack it it, it it works out um very well in terms of the Chargers rushing game again this is not um, the correct number of snaps for each rushing gap but they've not been good rushing the ball period um running between the guard garden center on the left side is it has been bad running between running outside the tackles running outside or outside Rashawn Slater has been bad but not as bad It's kind of been the best of anything to be honest with a larger sample size They've sucked running the ball right, which, again, should not be a surprise. I know people are excited about Zion Johnson. He's still, I think, getting acclimated to the NFL, and, and Trey Pipkins is still a below-average tackle. So um, running the ball right has not worked at all. Running the ball left hasn't really worked um, outside of running the ball outside um, on the end gap, which is outside of Rashawn Slater's shoulder. In terms of their defense, again, this data obviously does not represent um, the true numbers, but... They've they've done well when teams run left, so I believe when teams run to Cleveland-Max side, Cleveland-Max has been blowing it up. Um, again, not not a lot to take away from this one just because the data isn't um, fully perfect. But I did want to go back to two more things, uh, two more graphs that I had. So this graph by Timo Riske, my colleague at PFF, looking at how often teams convert first downs um, on, on like a new set of downs. So you can see charters, Right at the league average, they convert um, first downs on it. Um, they convert a first down on a new series about seventy-two percent of the time, which is at league average. The Jags at seventy-five percent. The big thing is the Jaguars have converted first downs on first down thirty-two percent of the time, while the Chargers have done it eleven percent of the time. The Chargers have the worst first down conversion rate on first down out of any team. In the league, which I think is is very important to highlight and something that should be fixed, because they're converting second downs thirty. percent They're converting second downs to first downs thirty percent of the time, which is a huge, huge jump. And then you're relying on Herbert to get the extra, um, like twenty four, like thirty percent on on fourth, third, and fourth down combined. So uh, early down efficiency, especially on first down, has been awful for the Chargers. If you look at EPA per play, again, that number is going to be skewed because of the Everett you know, or, or just of the pick six in general. So EPA per play isn't the greatest number to use in, to measure first down efficiency. I like this number just because it's showing how aggressive or in this case, not aggressive the Chargers are on first down. And then, you know, I, I know people will say like Col Mack and Joey Bosa matter. Of course they do. Of course they matter. And the Jaguars all line is is okay. It's nothing to be like getting excited about. I think the one thing to highlight here is like their offensive line has been kind of like league average or average in general. Um, but Trevor Lawrence has been exceptional at avoiding sacks. As you can see in my colleague Kevin Cole's sack, prevent, sack prevention grading system, Trevor Lawrence has prevented the third most sacks as a quarterback, only behind Mahomes and Herbert, who are two of the best at, at preventing sacks. So even if Bosa and Mack are able to get pressure, it, it's still going to be a struggle to get Lawrence down just because of his ability to make plays outside the pocket and his ability to maneuver the pocket. So Um, Again, I think this game is going to come down to the coverage, just like I said last week, and the coverage held up last week, which is why the Chiefs only scored um, 20 points on offense. And again, it's going to be on the coverage if they can hold up against Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, and Zay Jones, which I think they should easily be able to do. Um, And they just have to make sure even if Lawrence breaks the pocket, they're not giving up the explosive plays through the air. So. Um, You know, that's, that's going to wrap it up. I think my general thoughts about this game. If Herbert plays, the Chargers should win. If Herbert doesn't play, I don't really know. I think that that's just going to be a wild one to see what the offense has cooked up without Herbert. I do believe, and again, I'm recording this on Wednesday at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern. So before any injury news has come out, I do believe Herbert Herbert should be playing. And if he does, the Chargers should be able to win. I think the defense has looked legit, and I'm really excited to see what they do this week, um, with with a 10 day rest and into and game plan against the Jaguars. Um, I do see this being a high scoring or a low scoring game actually, even if Herbert is playing. Just because I think the Jags D line has caused some problems to other offenses, and I think the Chargers offensive line hasn't looked great through two weeks to be honest. So, um, looking for a defensive struggle, but Chargers at home, um, 10 day rest everyone hopefully keenan comes back healthy and i'm i just want to see what this offense looks like with keenan and lindsley back in there and then we can start making claims or assumptions about joe lombardi but um that's going to wrap it up for today thank you for watching until the end and as always bolts up